Hi, friends. I'm Stephanie Leedy, Director of Children's and Family Ministries at Stonebridge Community Church, and this is Stonebridge Parents. The Stonebridge Parents podcast is dedicated to having real, honest conversations with members of our community. Each week, we will talk with a special guest about a variety of parenting topics, including entitlement, special needs, and mom guilt. We have some amazing episodes, moments, and parenting game changers for you to hear. Welcome to Stonebridge Parents. Hi, everyone. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. I am joined by the associate pastor, Jonathan Lucia, and we are going to spend some time in the Bible. Um, We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 7, but first, welcome Pastor Jonathan. Hi, everybody. Nice to have you here. First, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Well, uh, I have been married for almost 30 years. I can't believe that. Every time I say it, it's like, I'm not old enough to be married 30 years. (laughs) And at this point, I I can't believe I'm saying this either, but I now have two adult children. Wow. My daughter is about to graduate. Actually, she's graduating today. How exciting. Yeah. And um, she's 18. And my son is about to turn 21 this year. That's awesome. So I have two adult children, which is hard for not hard for me to say it's just hard for me to to realize that right that's, that's my reality now. all of a that's, sudden you're a grown-up right <laughs> so uh yeah well i'm i'm grown up they're grown up right yeah it's and parenting and and this is a parenting podcast and parenting every season along the way and uh people have told me you never stop parenting mm-hmm. and so even though i'm saying oh i have adult children well i'm still yeah there's no in, end in date. a parenting mind frame right oh how interesting yeah All right. Well, um, I'm so happy to have you here today. Before we dive into the Bible, I am going to start with telling you kind of a funny story that I think relates to what we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, So I have a four-year-old son named Tommy, and he is really into Disney movies right now. We read Disney books. We watch a lot of Disney movies. Um, And recently, we've been on a Cars kick. So we watch the movie Cars. Lightning yep. McQueen is yep. really big in our house. Love it. He spends all of his allowance on these little tiny cars hmm. that you can get at Target that are all the characters. Okay. So he's building up his collection. Nice. And uh, we've kind of made a game that comes from this movie. Um, but if he were to say this phrase to anybody else, nobody would know what he was talking about. So we will be sitting around just having family time, relaxing. Usually it's after dinner. And Tommy will say, let's play the Frank game. Now, if you were babysitting my son, you would have no clue. Right. You're, you're, right? You just said that. And I'm like, I've, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. What's the Frank game? Yeah. Well, the Frank game is there is a character in Cars called Frank the Harvester, and he's this big harvester tractor. And when um, Lightning McQueen and Mater go tractor tipping, Frank comes out and chases them out of the field. Right. So Tommy loves to play the Frank game, which is my husband, Jason, chasing Tommy around our house, pretending to be Frank the Harvester. Right. And so Tommy's Lightning McQueen and Jason's Frank the Harvester. Okay. And so just I think what we're going to get into today about God knowing our needs and God um, being our father we know our children. We know specifics about them that others would have no idea what we're talking about, right? right. Like, again, right. if you were over at our house and Tommy said to you, let's play the Frank game, 
Now you know. So you're giving me permission if he says that I can push him over? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if he's at church on the church patio, be like, Tommy, I'm Frank. And he will run. It's so fun. We have a blast. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, similarly, I have, a, have a, a story to share. It's almost similar in theme, but it's the opposite, um, especially when our kids were younger. And I think a lot of parents can relate to this. And specifically for me, it pertains to my daughter, Sydney which is, um, you know, you, you've got your younger kids set up in a room or something, and you're going to walk out. And for me, it was always like I was dealing with laundry or doing dishes kind of sure. thing. And as long as there was some kind of sound going on, I, I knew everything, business as usual, everything's fine. But it was the moments where there was no sound. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, I'm like, you know, and then I would start counting in my mind, like, 10 seconds of silence. 15 seconds. And at some point, like, it was like, something's going on. Mm -hmm. It's too quiet, you know? So I would always just poke my head in and see everything's fine. But other times, and, and specifically to Sydney, which is hilarious, is is she's she was a climber when she was a toddler. She Ooh, would just dangerous. climb things. She would climb, she would climb the couches to the very top and stand on the edge. She would <laughs> climb book uh, bookshelves and stuff. And so when I heard this, when I quote unquote heard the silence, mm -hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes I'd find her on top of something. And <laughs> the funnier part to me anyways is that, you know, initially I was I would it would freak me out. I'd go grab her and pull her down and sure. say, no, don't do that. And so on. It actually turns out that she's a really good she was a really good climber. And it got to the point I remember there was one time when we had guests over and out of the periphery of, of where we were sitting, she started climbing something. And I completely ignored it because I knew she was such a good climber. Uh that she'd be fine. Right. But as I'm sitting there, I was talking to the person across our table and, and I could see them getting really anxious. Uh -huh. And then I realized, oh, they're getting anxious because they're watching my daughter climb something. So, right. Uh, so it's kind of a, a double punchline there. The, my point was that for us, it was knowing my daughter in particular and knowing what, what, what I should freak out about and what I shouldn't freak about, right. freak out about. And, um, and especially that that silence thing. It's it's I hear silence. Okay, something's wrong when it, there's silence. With toddlers especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so what does this have to do with today? First, let's. Uh, I'm going to read the Bible verses and then we'll we'll dig in. So today we're looking at Matthew chapter seven verses seven through eleven, and it reads: Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. Pastor John, some of his advice for us as parents was to read the Sermon on the Mount for like two weeks, just spend time reading and rereading the Sermon on the Mount and see how that um, affects you as parents and what um, what is moved in your heart as you read those verses. And so we we were looking at it. We were reading it. We took his advice. And this is what stuck out to, uh, to you in particular. You got really excited right. when we read yeah. this. Yeah. So so here we were talking about parenting and what Bible passages would speak to parenting. And we had thought about this. Mm -hmm. And it was just a uh, coincidence um, that Pastor John had 
had mentioned the Sermon on the Mount. So, so this is Matthew chapter seven. So the Sermon on the Mount is is five, six, and seven, as you said, and uh, this is kind of towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So, yeah, I started getting excited about this because I think uh, there's there's three things I, I'd want to pull out from these uh, verses, and I think the obvious as it relates to parenting would come from verse nine and following, um, but. It was right. We were we were mm-hmm. looking at the verses prior to it, and then realized these ideas are very much uh, connected. Um, so Jesus is teaching. He says, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you." Um, so he's he's giving this idea for everyone who asks receives, and and the one who seeks will find. And it occurred to me that like he he first gives the teaching here, and then he gives an illustration of the teaching, mm. and so. The teaching, why I started getting excited. So we're looking at this through this perspective of parents, but we also need to recognize uh, that we can also read it as God, the good father. Mm. So we have two two concepts going on. One is our God as father to us, and then taking that concept of God as good father and then applying it to our lives as parent. So here he is, and right, I'm going to read it again. And ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And for everyone who asks, receives. I, all, all of this teaching from verses, um, you know, 7 and 8 really got me excited because there's those moments as parents when our children are asking questions. Yes. When our, our children are... Uh, you know, at a young age, you know, the brain is developing and they're curious about everything. And as parents, there are times when we can get excited because our children are excited, especially when our children are asking questions about things that we love. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden we want to jump in and go, oh, yeah, whether it's sports or whatever we're interested in when our kids are asking, we jump in. And that sense of excitement that even as I'm talking about, it, I can feel it. And maybe you can feel it as you're listening. Of course. It's this now translate that up to our good father in heaven. When we are curious about things, our God is getting excited about what we're curious about. Mm. When we want to learn, whether we want to learn about God, whether our relationship with God or just, I mean, God's creation, right. whatever it is that we're interested in, there's there's a sense of eagerness that God wants to jump into that conversation and fill it. Sure. So I got excited and it does feed into what follows. Well, so before we continue, Yesterday, Tommy and I were on a walk and, you know, every parent has experienced this, whether you're on a walk or you're in the car and your kid just asks you like the most random questions and it's his curiosity. And and after we had chatted about this a little bit, I I wrote down all the questions that he asked me yesterday. And this was in like a minute and a half period that he asked me these questions. Now, are you literally like about two minutes the what you're about to share is, is the no, questions he the questions he asked me. Yes, these are the two questions minutes. within a two minute period. That's he amazing. asked me the following okay. questions, and we're on a walk in our neighborhood. Does that car not drive? Does it not have wheels? Does that grocery store sell broccoli? Are we at the top of the hill? Are we going down the hill? What direction are we going? Is that street Indian Hills? Is that a dead end? Can we go this way? Can we go this way tomorrow? What does that sign say? Is this a Jeep? Is it almost dinner time? Wow. And the questions continued. I mean, that was just a snippet that I could get while we were walking. But the questions that entered in his mind, and I was, 
I was amazed because we had had this conversation. Right. And my son is just observing the world and reserve like observing what's around him and wondering, you about, know. I mean, about everything. About everything. The car, the broccoli in the grocery store yeah, really got me because we <laughs> didn't pass a grocery store. There was huh. he literally just was thinking about food, I guess, but it really brought so much joy to my heart because instead of being annoyed in those moments, yeah. Instead of being like, oh, my gosh, I just want to take a walk in peace. I really got excited for him. And I was so stoked that he was curious about the world and curious about the streets that we were on. Right, right. Just, you know? I mean, Tommy's not my child, right? Mm-hmm. But as you're saying that, I, I was entering into that going, what is going on in his little brain that he's thinking about all these things? Right. Like, is that a dead end? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. And <laughs> that street doesn't go through. You're absolutely and, and right. And in that moment. <laughs> developmentally for the, for his age like that is maybe a problem a puzzle to f- solve sure. and he's looking for for answers yeah right so translate to our own experience <laughs> that we go through life and and maybe as we get older we might um you know pridefully think that we know everything Reality sure. is we don't. Uh, actually, as I get older, I'm becoming more and more humble, recognizing how how, how less I know. Well, and Pastor John made that point to us too, right? To to be humble in the in our last podcast with Pastor John, he said like his advice for parents is to to humble ourselves. For my personal faith, like I try to allow myself to learn things, even if it's not pertinent to anything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. because um, the more we learn, the more doors are opened. Um, just in terms of of our relationships with others, relationship with God, you know, we better understand the world. So when I'm curious about something, and you know, in in this day and age, any question we have, we can Google it and learn something. Right. But that kind of stuff opens up doors. Now, the reason why I get all excited about this is our God. Th- this scripture, verses seven and eight, our God gets excited when we're curious about things. Mm. In the same way that we as parents get excited when our kids are asking things. There's so there's this two parallel tracks that as parents that when we're reading scripture in in this season of our lives, all of a sudden we learn more about our relationship with God than perhaps before we were parents we would be sensitive to. Mm-hmm. And and so here we are having these life experiences with our own children then all of a sudden like today's scripture we then find ourselves interpreting it in a new way because of our life experience and going, oh, that's what that scripture means. God gets excited when we're excited about things. Right. And it really makes it intimate. It's like, oh, God's really involved. This scripture is basically saying our good father in heaven mm. is is not disconnected, is actually really engaged and excited about what we're excited yeah, about. Yeah, how personal is that? I love that. Yeah. Ugh. So 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 that's the teaching, but then this is where it then transitions verses uh, 9 uh, through 11. It he then kind of gives an illustration of this. And and there it's kind of an interesting illustration. So let, let me read it again. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? And these are obviously rhetorical questions. If he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. Um, let's stop right there. It, it, they're rhetorical questions because as a parent, I immediately think, of course I wouldn't give my son a stone. Of course right. I wouldn't give my daughter a snake. And Especially that's, in relation to like food, right? right. They're asking for food. It's our human nature as parents to provide for our children. 
It, we're hardwired. Hard yeah. <laughs> we're hardwired to want to provide for our children, especially the most basic needs. Mm -hmm. So that's why this rhetoric always um, hits me so strongly because Jesus isn't talking about going to college. Sure. <laughs> He's talking about food. And it's so hmm. basic. And of course, if my son asks for bread, I'm not going to give him a stone. If, you know, if they ask for what, what's the other one? Ask for a fish, gives them a snake. I mean, and part of this is really um, tangible for me. I uh, have this experience. I, I think the stone one just really gets on me uh -huh. because I think of uh, I love sourdough bread. You know, if you put that with in a jar of stones, you might actually confuse that loaf of bread with a stone. Okay. Yeah, I had never thought of that before. That's right. so true. So I, I imagine myself reaching down and grabbing the wrong thing and putting it in my mouth. And before I know it, I've got teeth on stone. Ugh. And that feeling just sends shivers up my spine, right? Yeah. Which of you asks for, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? It hits me on so many levels. One is like, of course I wouldn't do that. And there's another visceral part of me that's going, ooh, it, yeah, feels, you're visibly it hurts shaking. my teeth. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, of course, we live in Southern California. Like when asking for a fish gives them a snake. We live in Southern California. We, I guess in other parts of the world, there's more dangerous snakes. Here, our da most dangerous snake is the rattlesnake. And that's pretty much it. Right. But again... Like, uh, we don't want to do that. No, we <laughs> purposefully avoid them on our hikes. Right, right. right. We're, we keep an eye out for them. We avoid them. Mm -hmm. uh, the venom is scary. So, like, here, have a snake. And imagining that snake by biting our vulnerable, innocent children. Yeah. Just, it's like, what? Who would do that? Right. Right? I guess I had never, like, actually imagined it before. Oh. Giving, you know, visually imagined, like, giving Tommy a snake yeah. instead of fish. No, I, I do this all the time. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, when I read the scripture, just, for some reason, it really strikes me viscerally. Because of that, I, I think, again, in that moment when I read it, and, and maybe this is true for others as well, for those who are listening, to then step back and reflect on our good Father in heaven. Hmm. And maybe Jesus is given an illustration here of our good father in heaven who is essentially expressing that same emotion of like, of course, I'm not going to do that. Right. And so, again, as parents, we're engaging scripture with a new perspective mm -hmm. and it's reflective of our relationship with God. As adults, right, we can, right now, I, if I asked you three things that you're struggling with, you could say, well, I'm struggling here and da, 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 this or that or the other thing, mm -hmm. whether it's work or relationship um, or finances or whatever, or maybe it's health. There, mm -hmm. There's these struggles, and there are times when we feel distant from God. Does God really care? Mm -hmm. And the good news of this uh, scripture, the inspiring word, the affirmation to us, God really cares. Right. Right? Yeah. That that when we're asking the stupid questions, he's right there answering them. He doesn't disconnect like we might. When we listen to these questions like who, when our child asks for a fish, gives them a snake, we go, of course not. Maybe that's God speaking to us in our own struggles going, wow. of course, when we're saying, God, where are you in this? He's going, I'm right here. Right. I haven't left you. Right? Yeah, There's, I love the word that you used earlier too. It's intimate. It feels so intimate to me now. Like, yeah, that he is right there holding your hand. There are things that we instinctually do as loving parents. 
Like mm-hmm. your child cries, and it's almost the first thing you do is you pick them up. Oh, it's immediate. And yes. you, you hold them close, and you just try to comfort them. Mm-hmm. You, you try to figure out what, what is their concern. And sometimes, right, as parents, I, I'm going to go off here for a moment. As sometimes we, back to my story of, of the silence story, right? right? Sometimes I would check in because there was silence, and everything was fine. Yeah. But there's other times where I'm like, no, that's a danger. You know, you're way too high, Sydney. Get off the you know, yeah. the chandelier. <laughs> well, sometimes, and I think this applies too. So sometimes Caleb, my my eight month old, will will hurt himself, right? And sometimes it's a good one. And so I he immediately starts crying, and of course that's the first thing I do. I pick him up and love on him, and you know, just try and comfort him as best I can. And then sometimes he falls. And you can tell he really didn't hurt himself. Right. And so I just kind of. Classic. You That's a classic off, kid trick. Right. <laughs> you got to back off and say, no, 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 you're fine. Everything's right. okay. Right. Right. So you kind of do the hands up. Right. Now, take that experience and translate mm-hmm. it to our relationship with our good father in heaven. And I think that's that's what comes out of the scripture for me, that there mm-hmm. are moments where God is leaning in, immediately picks us up, is comforting us and saying, you're going to be okay. Right. And other times. Where God pokes his head in and sees, you know, it's really not that bad. You're going to be okay. And, right, because God created us uh, to a certain point to be independent creatures, independent of himself, to that we would be in relationship with him. So uh, in the same way, we, we raise our children and we want to uh, build them up so that they can become, ultimately, the long game is independent adults. Wow. So, Sorry. That just, like, mind blown. The fact— Yes, he did. He created us to be individuals. He did not create us to just be his a, a robot for him. He didn't create us to just um right. This well, there's this sense of independence. God created yes. us to be in relationship with him mm-hmm. and not be it's this weird balance of of de- dependent on God, but but not like codependent on yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. And so in the same way, like God would stick his head, like going back to the story, like stick his head in, see that everything's fine and say, you you can stand on your own two feet and, and get through this one. Hmm. I'm here, but you can do this. And there's other times when I don't have the strength and God is right there. Right. He's got us in his arms. He's saying, it's okay. I've got you. We're going to get through this together. Hmm. And when we're ready, he then puts us back down on our feet, right? Yeah. So... Um, the other thing that that caught me about this, specifically with Jesus teaching this, is he's talking about the basic provisions for life. Physiological needs. Right. Yeah, right? We're yeah. talking about food. And um, when he mentions bread and he mentions fish, right, that throws me back to the feeding of the 5,000 where they're looking around, how are we going to feed all these people? And what does the little boy show A little up boy brings bread and fish. Right. And, and then that triggers for me again. So I'm thinking on in parenting mode right now. Mm-hmm. I'm totally in parenting zone. Like I send my kid to school when they were little, right, with a lunch bag, with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, an apple and a drink, right? Sure. Maybe a bag of chips. Those and a little like, cookie. But like, right. Like the <laughs> yeah. basic essentials, right? Uh-huh. And what I love going to the feeding of the 5,000, the little boy shows up with bread and fish. So, so we're talking about... What the equivalent, the the cultural equivalent from two thousand years ago of what peanut butter and jelly is to yeah. us, that, and and so there that there's a flash into this scripture of of going, you know, when your son asks for bread, when your daughter asks for fish, Jesus is using the language of the culture and the time. The, hmm. These are the basic essentials of how people 
um, you know, these, these are the foods that they ate on yeah. a daily basis, um, possibly for lunch. So what does that say to me with regards to the scripture? The most basic things, we can fall into a deception of thinking, well, God jumps into my life when I'm in distress, but most of the time I'm on my own. Right. But really, this is saying, no, some of the most basic things, God cares about those too. Daily, our, our daily, daily moments, the, the mundane moments. Right. Right? Like God is there. Yeah. Hmm. Here's the, uh, I, you know, this makes me cringe. Verse 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So there's that, mo- there's that one phrase, like, though you are evil. Yeah, It's like, oh, wait. Back off, man. I try that was to be harsh. a good person. <laughs> so harsh, Jesus. So harsh. But it would be appropriate to to recognize that Jesus is a master of rhetoric. Hmm. And so, so part of that's rhetoric. Though we are evil, we know how to give good gifts. It's like, wow, that that's a rhetorical kind of counter. It's punch. almost his like sense of humor, right? It, yeah, like, absolutely. Certainly, there's a sense of humor mm, in, in that as well. That's so funny. But the contrast is set up. Then, if we as human parents in our broken world, um, though we are evil, how the contrast is our perfect father mm. in heaven. So even when we're evil, we know how to take good care of our <laughs> yeah. children, hopefully, and have the means to do that. Well, God is is the perfect father who knows how to do it perfectly. Mm. And if we care, he cares a thousand times more. Right. Know? So one of the names for God in scripture is Jehovah Jireh. And this is an Old Testament. And what that means, it's a name for God that basically means God provides. Hmm. And my appreciation for the name of God is spelled out in the scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. And it's the parenting perspective that makes uh, this scripture so rich for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And what I also want to take away from today is to do our best to be fully present when our kids are engaging us, just like when Tommy was asking me these questions yesterday, it could have been really it would have been really easy for me to just be lazy and not enjoy that moment, but instead to really engage with our kids just like God is engaging with us. Be fully present. I just think that that's an amazing word of encouragement for us all. I hope that everyone listening enjoyed it. Pastor Jonathan, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was a pleasure. 